David Hevener TV. Welcome everybody. Welcome, everybody. welcome. Okay. So you're here. Yep, we sure are. And now we're going live on um, going live on YouTube. All right. And here we go. And we are going live. Okay. Hey everybody, good to see you this morning. We are live. <laughs> welcome, welcome Sunday morning <laughs> live. The most important thing is Jesus is live, right? Uh, God is alive, and that's why we are alive, because, well, because God sent His Son to die for you and I on the cross, and therefore <clears throat> we live, because He lives. All right. So anyway, um, welcome. It's Sunday morning. And uh, Shanita, I got Shanita with me. I have Abraham with me here in the room. Happy to be here. Yeah, and we're just waiting for people to come in. Again, I say that this is just like a, a get it. <clears throat> we worship God every day of the week, the seventh day Sunday. But it doesn't mean that this is the day that we picked out to be anointed, appointed. This is one day out of the week. We worship every day. We worship seven days a week. Blessings, everyone. Um, I'm so glad that you're with me here uh, this morning. It's Sunday morning, um, December 25th. December 25th. Victoria's here from Canada. Welcome. Belinda's here. Welcome, Belinda. All right. Very good. Sunshine's here. Welcome, Sunshine. I want to know if you guys are on David Heavener TV. Let me know um, who who is on David Heavener TV this morning. <clears throat> and um, again, we're we're opening the doors this morning, letting people uh, come in, and um, we're praying this morning that <clears throat> excuse me, there will be someone, perhaps several, perhaps even many, that will hear this word for the first time. In other words, the words that God is going to speak this morning, he's going to speak through you, through me, through us as a body. We're praying that there will be newcomers um, that will hear what we have heard and we are about to hear for the first time. Also, we're praying that we leave on a different level, on a higher level in which we come in this morning, okay? So I want to welcome you guys again, uh, David Heavener TV, Facebook, uh, YouTube. God bless you guys, all right? Um, so Shanita, what do we have going on? Anything, uh, anybody come into the room? Anything? Opal's here. Opal's here. Hey, Opal. I just want to say what a blessing it was to meet you in our in-person Friday gatherings. <laughs> Opal, and thank yeah. you for your faithful membership, for yeah. always having a hug and a uh, smile. Uh, that's right. And Belinda <laughs> said she wanted to know how to get on davidhevener.tv, uh, something like that. You just go to davidhevener.tv, you sign up, sign in, and you can um, uh, and, and you can be a, um, uh, be a partner with us. Uh, we can go, we go underground uh, on Monday nights, and we unplug from places where... You know, we can't say certain things. And so it's you can come in, ask questions, give comments with our guest. 
uh, after the show that we do underground that takes place at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time Monday night. Also, we have over what, 800 original videos on davidhevner.tv with uh, a lot of my, my buddies. Um, and we talk about the end times, talk about the Illuminati, New World Order, astral projection program multiples, things that the church just, well, they just refuse uh, to talk about. Um, okay, the doors are open. <laughs> We're allowing people in. And right now, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for anointing this time, for bringing the people you have appointed to us, to you this morning. Demon, you have no right. You are now gone. You are cast out in the name of Jesus and you will not return. There is no evil, no demons that have any, any right to this space, this place, to these people, to God's people. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for giving us the authority and the power to cast out demons just as your son did. And thank you for giving us the awareness and the understanding of how to do it and giving us the confidence, the boldness, the willingness, in Jesus' name. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Okay, um, so anyway, uh, people are opening gifts. You know, I'm not even going to say what time of year it is. I don't have to say that. They're opening gifts. Went to store last night, and the store was about ready to close. There'd be like three minutes left before they shut the doors. And still people piling in to buy gifts. And I got to thinking, what about God's gift? <clears throat> Excuse me. What, what, what about God's gift <clears throat> to you? What about God's gift to me? What about God's gift to all of us? Have you opened it? Have I opened it? Have we opened it? And I'm going to talk about this morning about God's gift. You know, my mother, while I was struggling as a songwriter um, back in the days of Nashville, Tennessee, she gave me a card, and I, I, I will never forget as I opened this card what I read. This card said, your talent is God's gift to you. But what you do with your talent is your gift to God. I'm going to say that again. Your talent is God's gift to you. But what you do with that talent is your gift back to God. So my question is, have we even opened the gift which God has given us? Now, there's some out there that have opened the gift and are using it, but are you using it to your capacity? I don't think there's anybody here that can stand up and say, I sure can't, that God, I am using the gift you've given me fully. I don't need you to help me. I don't need anything. I am there. I've arrived. No. But many of us are sitting there holding the gift, looking at it, and we have never unwrapped it and opened it. And that's what I prayed this morning, is that there are those out there that are going to open their gift for the first time this morning to see the gift God has given them, God has given us, 
And there's those out there that have been using your gift that you know you need to go to a higher level and God is gonna take you to the higher level this morning. Now, you understand that the talent that God has given you is a gift from God, and that talent is what? It is your purpose. It's your mission. It is what you were given before you were born. You say, David, before I was born? I thought when I was born, I was just born. We give a little, little inside information here, according to Scripture. <laughs> you were around before you were born in the flesh. I said, you were around before you were born in the flesh. If you weren't, how could God give you anything? Because the scripture says that before, and I'm going to paraphrase, before I was even born, you knew me. And you also knew me in the womb. You, you knew me before I was even formed. See, God knew us. He knew, why we, he knew why we were birthed into this world, into this existence. He gave us a specific talent, a specific person, a, a specific uh, purpose. Now, you're ta- let me explain something to you. <clears throat> singing, which I'm a singer, songwriter, actor, filmmaker, that is not my talent. That's not the talent which I'm talking about. Though that is a gift God's given me, and that gift is a talent, but the real talent I'm talking about is what you do with your talent. With the gifts God's given you, what do you do with that gift? What do you do with your talent? Every talent, every, if you, whether you're a dancer, a filmmaker, a painter, an artist of any sort, your talent, your gift God has given you should always be used for the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. Your talent, your gift that God has given you, this gift is not a talent until you're using it for the kingdom of God because you are an ambassador. I am an ambassador. Our job is in reconciliation. We reconcile the world the lost, to God. You see, you can have the greatest singers in the world, the greatest dancers, the greatest artists, but if they're not using their gift for God, they're not using their gift. They're not using their talent. Oh, they're using it, yeah, in the world, but that's going to just wither away and go to hell. So when we have a gift, do you have a gift? Are you a singer? Are you a songwriter? Are you an actor? And you don't have to be any of these. You can be an encourager. You can be a prayer warrior. You can be um, someone that uh, uh, shows comfort to people when they're hurting. Let me tell you something. My wife has a great gift. She has a gift as a helper. And without my wife, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I say that without my wife, I would not be without her gift that God has given her. I wouldn't be here right now. I can tell you that. So you see, these these gifts aren't always the ones standing back of the microphone or up on a stage or getting all of the notoriety. These people that have 
major gifts are people that you may never know about. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your part of your family. Maybe it's your friends. But let me tell you something. God knows who you are. He knows that gift he's given you. And that gift that you have is just as powerful, just as important as someone standing on a stage, singing a song, acting, doing anything that's in front of people. Now we tell people, if you're not using your gift for God, then the pleasure that you're getting right now by dancing and singing and songwriting, whatever, that's about as good as it's going to get, baby. Because if you're not using it for God, you better enjoy it now because that's as good as it's going to get. But if you're using it for God, ooh, it's going to be much better than this. Your reward is waiting in heaven, your crown. But this morning, we're asking the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us into a better understanding of our gifts. Shanita, I got to cool off here. I'm starting to heat up. We have any, uh, who do we have out there? Well... Elena. Elena. And, you know, Alice, Alice told us her story how a year ago now when she took her daughter to the hospital and didn't bring her home. Her daughter right. didn't make it. Right. So, Alice, we're just reaching out to you with our comfort and sympathy and believing that God's going to embrace you and show yeah. you his compassion in a new sense. Yes, um, Alex, especially this time of year, it seems that we miss relatives. You know, my mother went on to be with the Lord uh, about a month ago, and um, there's something about this time of year, and I know we don't, quote, celebrate Christmas, but but there's something about this time of year, you know, people close down, they they do celebrate Christmas, and, um, and you, you start thinking about your loved ones that's passed on, and, um, and, I, and I pray for you guys um, that, um, uh, that if you've lost a loved one, and if you um, are hurting and you're lonely this time of year, I pray for you guys and, and I ask God to lift you up and give you strength. Um, all right, so look, here's the question. Why aren't we using our gift to God's given us? Why aren't we using these gifts? Well, first of all, a lot of us don't even know what the gifts are. But some that do, they're not even able to use it. They've never been able to exercise it. And why? I'll tell you why. It's called the church system. It's called the apostate, modern-day, wretched, crippled, disintegrating, evil church system. I did not say God's church. I said the modern-day apostate religious system do you hear me? Do you understand the truth? Say, David, oh, you're going to come. No, I'm not coming against anything. All I'm doing is speaking the truth. You know, it's interesting. I'll have people come to me and say, why do you come against things? And I say, I don't come against things. All I do is speak the truth. Now, the truth in and of itself will come against apostasy. But that's not me. I'm speaking scripture. I'm speaking what God says. And so are you. 
And that's why you get censored. And that's why your family says you're radical. And that's why your friends and your job says, we don't want you around here because you're speaking truth. You're willing to stand up for the one and only God and not worry about offending a man. You're going to defend the Father. Even on Christmas. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't agree with it. And I am careful when I start talking about it with someone. I ask the Father, I ask God, I said, give me wisdom. Is this a door I'm supposed to go through? But if I do go through it and God opens that door, you better believe I will speak the truth. And boy, you see people run the other way. And by the way, don't be afraid of demons. Speak the truth. Stand with confidence. You've got God in you. Demons tremble when they're around God. And if you have God in you, they tremble. When you speak truth, they tremble. They will go the other way. The church system is set up in a way that it creates performers and spectators. Let me say that again. The church system sets up performers and spectators. You've got the performer on stage, the preacher performing. You've got the band, the quote, Christian rock band performing. And you've got the congregation as a spectator. David, you know, every once in a while, they'll let somebody come up and say, yeah, every, first of all, if it ain't in the program, they're not going to let you do anything. Yeah, you try to get on, you try to get on that stage without it being in the program or without the preacher or someone, okay, you try to walk up there. You will have security all over you, dragging you out. Try standing up and speaking what God tells you to say. They will shut you down and they will drag you out. It's called religion. It's called religious mind control. You're a victim. I'm a victim. From the day we were born, it was put on us. They want to sprinkle the babies. They want to do some baby dedication. They want to do some religious thing, even to babies. And this is how Satan comes in. These these sprinkling of babies and this dedication stuff. You got to be careful that it's not playing with witchcraft. Now, David, there's nothing wrong with dedicating a baby. I didn't say there was. There's nothing wrong with dedicating a baby if you're dedicating the baby to the one true God. The problem is they're dragging little babies into these churches across the, the world and they're dedicating them to an apostate God because they don't know God. So you got to know God to dedicate something to God. I didn't mean to get like this, Shanita, today. Got to cool off again, sorry. Usually I'm crying about this time, but right now I'm just... I'm just Don't ever apologize to me for passion. Jeremiah, was it Jeremiah who said I got fired in my bones? Praise God you got fired. And it's cold here. Let me tell you, it must be five degrees here. So we need to get... Fire, I can get, Yeah, we need to get... 
uh, we need to get, uh, Abraham, we need to get Facebook going up here again. We timed out. We need to get fire in our bones. And if you're on, if you were on Facebook, uh, then uh, you can go to davidhevener.tv and catch the rest of it. We should be back up and running and again. But yeah, it's cold out there, like five, six degrees. But we got to have fire in our bones, okay? That's right. The devil is a liar, says Pastor Lee. It's been continued. He's been on people for generations. This is a generational curse, folks. Okay? So, okay, we just... Uh, there we go. So, we hey, have, you might want to... Here I hear from, I believe, Russia. We welcome you. And Jeff, great to see you. Russia. Jesse, welcome. Yep. Jules is here. Awesome. Jaylin is here. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. I hope you got your coffee this morning. I got mine drinking out of my Last Evangelist mug. Mm. By the way, we're making Last Evangelist episode two. It's all about the vaccine, what's going to happen, what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I want you guys to go to lastevangelist.com too if you want to get more information. All right, where was I? Where was I? I'll tell you where I was. I'll tell you where I was. I was on religious mind control because we have been controlled. We've been controlled since the day we were born. So the only way we can be washed clean is if we accept the one and only true God, Christ, his son, who died for us, and we walk with him on a daily basis. See, we have the mind of Christ. So once you receive that, boom, but you can't receive it and then just go off and do your thing. This is a day by day, an hour by hour, a moment by a second by second walk. But how can they sell Christmas? How, how can the church apostate church system sell Christmas? And I said sell Christmas because they do. Oh, they're in bed with the, with the financial system. With stores. Oh, it's a big business to church on Christmas. So David, did you get more offerings? Well, that's not the point. The point is, and ask any pastor, they'll tell you there's people that will come one day of the year, two days of the year, Christmas and Easter, and they'll never come again. But they will tie throughout the year. See, they need to get those rear ends in the, in the pews so they can continue tithing. But how can they sell Christmas? How can they sell that baby in the manger? How can they sell that naked man on the cross, the naked GQ man on the cross? He's not on the cross anymore. That's Easter egg Sunday stuff. And they sell it big time. And they want to they uh, talk to you about your gift. They want to tell you what your gift is. How can they? They don't have a clue. Let me tell you something. The baby's not in the manger anymore. The man is not on the cross anymore. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. With the power and authority that he's given to you and I to complete his work here on this earth. Everybody's born with a social security number. That's man-made, but what about God? God has a spiritual security number. 
a spiritual security number. And the people that will enter the kingdom of heaven, whose name is written in the book of life, it's numbered. And you, is your name in the book of life? Are you numbered? I know many of us are. And we praise God for that. But there's many out there that are lost sheep that are looking for the, for the flock. And God has sent you and I out to reach people. So God, before you were born, God placed a very specific, unique mission, purpose in you that only you can do, only you possess. See, no one can do what you do. Even if you do, even if you're a singer, songwriter, encourager, a, a prayer warrior, no one can do it the way that you do it. You have to understand that. It's so unique. And God is crying out to now, now I want my people to now discover and use their gift, which I've given them. I want them to open it. I want you to go to Colossians 2, 8 through 10. Colossians 2, 8 through 10. Colossians 2, 8 through 10. So while people are looking for that, Shanita, what do we got going? Any, any, uh, anything? Any, anybody show up? New? No? Well, yeah, Mira is actually from Ukraine. From Ukraine, all right. Yeah. Wendy's in North Carolina. All right, Wendy. Um, oh, yeah. Happy you're here. So happy you're here. God bless you. Colossians 2, 8 through 10. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Let me say that again. Be careful that no one takes you captive, captive, prisoner, through what? Hollow and deceptive philosophy? Let me tell you what philosophy is. It's a systemized study of questions, such as that of knowledge, values, the mind. In ancient Greece, it encompasses, now listen to this, and in ancient Greece, it encompassed astro, astro, astronomy, medicine, and physics. It says, do not be taken captive by this deceptive and hollow philosophy. This is rhetoric. This is why you go to these colleges and these, these, these smart professors, educated professors. They are so educated that they talk and spew nonsense because they are godless, many of them. And that's what Paul, who wrote Colossians, he's saying to the church of Colossians, who were off track. He said, stop. Don't let them do that to you. This, this deceptive, this rhetoric. And this is what the church, apostate church system has done to us for years. It's stopping now because we come against it in the name of Jesus. It says, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces. Human tradition, may I say denominations, May I say, look at a church and see what denom even the, the non-denominational churches, Abraham, are denominational. 
even the non-denomination are denominational now. Yeah. This is what's happened in the last days. Church system, it's merged with, um, with astrology, with medicine. All right, so let's go to um, nine. Verse nine here. Um, <clears throat> For Christ in all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. <clears throat> Say that again. Christ in all fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. He's full. Jesus is full. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Religion in the world says, no, Jesus is a little baby who was born in the manger. Look at the cute little thing. Let me pinch his little cute little cheek. Tell you, that baby grew up with the power of God in him. Hands, nails in his hands, nails in his feet, thorns in his skull, and he died for you and I. That precious blood was spilled. That baby had the power of the living God in him, and that power rose him from the grave, and he offered his blood to the Father for you, for I, and his power was transferred to us. He's got the fullness. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. That's what 10 says, in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. See, you are full, I am full. Complete in Christ. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Do you see that? He is the head over every power and authority. See, the church doesn't believe that Christ is the fullness of the deity. Yeah. Oh, some believe in be the Son. But then you got the Father, you got the Holy Spirit. They're separate, floating out here in outer space. God is God. There is only one God with three separate entities, three separate personalities. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. When the Son came, it was God in the flesh. All man, all God. Get him off the cross. He's not on there anymore. And for goodness sake, get rid of those Easter bunnies. Easter bunnies. See, the church, they can't embrace the power and authority of Christ. Why? Because if they give Christ... If they embrace the authority and in, in the, in, in the power of God, of Christ, that means they lose their power. Let me say that again. If the religious system, <clears throat> talking apostate, the religious system, if they recognize the true authority and power of Jesus Christ, they will lose their power. And they don't want to lose their power. Because it's their power that controls the people. You see... Their power controls the people. Why? That's how they keep the spectators. That's how they keep the, uh, the, uh, 
the, the entertainers up on stage. Entertainers up on stage. That's how they do it. What do you got going on, Shanita? Anybody showing up there? Yeah, um, prayers for the homeless, for the poor, the struggling. And Kendra yes. says, God made us. It's sad how even the church has gone bad. It's, it's not the church. I can't even go to a church, and it makes me so sad. I know. But you're welcome here. You're welcome here. This is our church, okay? It's not our church, it's God's church. Why? Because it's God's meeting. Because we, we rely on God by reading scripture. <clears throat> and we ask God to take us deep. Don't let us just read a scripture. We ask God to take us deep. Search our heart, God. Call us out. We search the deep things of God through the Spirit, because it's God's Spirit that searches out the deep things of God. So how do we start realizing our purpose? How do we start using it? Or if we're using it, how do we, how do we increase it? Let's talk about that. Verse 10. <clears throat> Let's go to verse 10. This is uh, Colossians um, 9. Are we in verse 10? Is that right? Yeah, verse 10. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. See, like I said, we've been brought to fullness. We have the mind of Christ. Wisdom is in us. He is the head over every power and authority. And you and I are the head, and we are over every power and authority because we're the body. Christ is the head. We are the body. But what's under the feet of the body? The demon. We trample on them. We are the body. Look at 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God, grace in various forms. This is to serve up. Now this right here is very wide open, folks. If you're a singer, you do it to serve God. If you're an actor, like we do in Last Evangelist, we do it to serve God. If you're a speaker, um, which sometimes I am, if, if I can get out of the way and let God speak through me, I'm doing it to serve God. I will not do a movie anymore unless it's serving God. I'm not going to do it unless, from this point on unless it serves God. So whatever you do, if you're a singer, matter of fact, Shanita, in, let me have in chat what you guys, what your purpose is, what your mission is, what your mm -hmm. gift is, and let's let's figure out some of this. What who do we have that? Yeah. Um, what is your purpose? I'm an interpreter. I help people understand their doctors, and occasionally, if a patient shares their sadness with me, then I try to comfort them. Wow. Okay, so this must be someone in the medical field. Well, as in a translator. A translator. Okay, that's wonderful. But you know what? This translator working in the hospital, translating from a doctor to a patient, 
has such an important place because look how you can really represent God in a place like that, right? So the doctor says, I'm sorry, but you're dying of stage four cancer. The interpreter says, "Uh, don't worry about dying. God's going to heal you because I'm putting my hand over you. The doctor says, you might want to make funeral plans. And the interpreter says, in the name of Jesus, you're healed. And if he does take you, you're going to your heavenly home. I'm just kind of joking a little bit. But what I'm saying is this interpreter could be in a great place to be able to really minister for God. What other... um, Eiko's with us from Japan. Welcome. Who? Eiko from Japan. Eiko, good to have you from Japan. And we have uh, Arizona here. Arizona, good to have you. Tell us your uh, your purpose. Uh, purpose is to know him and make him known. That's a great... Mm. Obviously, that's it. That's the, the key right there. But let's go back to the verse. Um, each of you should use whatever gift you ha- have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone does this, they should be one who speaks. They should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. That's pretty heavy. I got to read that. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Wow. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Okay, if you're a singer, songwriter, dancer, artist, whatever that is, all of these things you do for God. If you're an encourager, if you're a helpmate, you do for God. This is your gift. There's people out there I know right now that God has called into the ministry, meaning has called you in to preach. I know that. But the religious system has brainwashed you and told you you're not good enough or you have to look a certain way or you've got to be a certain way. That's a lie. It's a lie from hell. There's people that God has called people out there and he's called you to be a great prayer warrior. And you say, David, I, I can barely even speak. How can I pray in front of people? That is a lie from hell. God has given you the ability to pray over people and they be healed the power as a prayer warrior. I'm lifting you up now. An encourager. Say, David, how can I be an encourager? I'm so discouraged. That's because the enemy has come against you and we're going to pray the demons off that you turn from being discouraged to a great encourager. You're going to slay that Goliath. David, I want to be an actor. I'm scared. I want to, I want to get my songs out there. I, I don't know what to do. If God's in it, God is with you, but you have to let God. I love Jesus said, I'm a demon slayer myself. Mm. Good for you. We're all demon slayers, but we don't slay the demons. We throw them back to hell. But demon slaying, that's, look, that's good. Got to make sure that you send a demon. You tell him he's got to go back to hell. You got to tell him he's got to leave this place. And he's not to come back again. It's important.
All right. Romans 12, 6 through 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with what you're, with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it, if it is giving, then give generously. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. This ministry would not be here without the prayer warriors, the encouragers, and people that have helped us. And I'm talking helped us, and they're helping now doing things. It would not be here. But also, it would not be here without those that have not donated, that have not become financial partners. There's those of you out there that are monthly financial. We wouldn't be here without you. Even if it's a one-time donation, we wouldn't be here without you. It's just the truth. So don't think that when you pray for us or you encourage us or you do something here and there or you give financially, don't think that is not of the utmost importance it is because it's giving to God's work. And we appreciate you and we love you for that. Let's go to Acts 2.17. This is where the rubber meets the road, folks. Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Folks, how in the world can our sons and daughters prophesy? If we're not raising sons and daughters and teaching them that God in these last days is pouring out his spirit on you. They don't know. How can your young men see visions if we haven't told them that God is allowing you to see visions beyond belief? And if they do come and say, I saw a vision that the church wants to shut them down and say, you are crazy, you're a lunatic. Oh, your old men will dream dreams. Let me tell you something about the old men. There's a lot of them in these churches, old men, old gray-haired men, sitting in these pews, Shanita, across the world. And I hope you're listening to me. I hope for some reason you stayed home from your pew-visiting pew church every week. Religiosity, if it is. I'm glad you stayed home. And for some reason, you accidentally, not accidentally, God brought you across this gathering this morning. If you're listening to me, pew warmer. God's given you dreams. And he's told you, you need to tell people about them. That's how God's communicating. And how can you do it if you're sitting in a, a lukewarm church? God's calling you out this morning. Get out of that pew. Get into the fire. Get out of the lukewarm. Get into the fire. This is how God is going to speak in these last days. But how can he speak if he doesn't have those who can prophesy? If he doesn't have those who see visions? If he doesn't have those that will share their dreams? David, I'm scared. They'll laugh at me. I, 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 don't, I don't have what it takes. 
They'll shun me. They'll, they'll lock me out. I won't be accepted. I won't be loved. You know, we've got to understand this. And it's going to come as shock to most people. It did to me when God finally touched me. Here's the shocking news. God is more important than you and me. Let me say that again. God is more important than you and me. Shocking. Yeah, it is the sum. Well, you're going to tell people that are in church every Sunday, raising their hands, singing those, uh, you know, uh, those Hillsong songs, and, and they're, they're doing the NAR, New Apostolic Reformation churches. They say, no, I'm important to God. God loves me more than he loves himself. Are you kidding me? God is more important than you and me. When God wants to use you and I, he will use you and I to prophesy. But let me back up to why God is more important than you and I. Because God is God. You know, I was too insecure before I started in this ministry. I was a brain dead Christian. I was self-conscious, worried about what people would think. God said to me, how dare you? How dare you put yourself, David, first? That's what God said to me. How dare you? How dare you put you over me? You see, I was telling the Creator what to do. I was telling the Creator, I'm the created. The created is telling the Creator what to do, how to create, how to deal with this created. That's insanity. That's sin sanity. It's not insanity. It's sin sanity. I got a new word, Shanita. Sin sanity. Give me the definition of sin sanity, please. Sin sanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and you know that same thing is sin. When you're telling God what God needs to do, that is equivalent to you and I telling God, I know you made me to speak out and speak truth, but I'm too scared. So therefore, God, you must have made a mistake. So I'm telling you as the pot of clay how to tell the potter that how to rework this clay. That's called sin sanity. It's a level above insanity. God doesn't want any spectators. He doesn't want any performers. God wants God's people to tell the truth. I don't like corporate Bible studies, Shanita. I got to pick on something else. I'm tired of picking on the church. I'm going to pick on Bible studies. Nothing wrong with Bible studies. I like them, as long as they're not corporate. But then I hear about this, these women's Bible study and, and there's 200 women that attend and there's some one speaker, one speaker woman who's the star superstar of the Bible study and somehow she has the knowledge of God that she can teach every whatever day of the week it is and she has probably, a, I don't know, maybe a, oh, a book gives out with it. There's a book. Of course, in this book, it's God. It's God. Whatever's in that book is written by God. You know, we don't know who wrote the book. Be careful of corporate Bible studies, folks. 
when you go to a Bible study, the first thing that should happen is someone leads in prayer, maybe everyone prays, and asking God to move on that study. Now, there's nothing with, wrong with having a moderator, someone who um, can um, orchestrate, uh, someone that can, if I may say, even lead, but you do not have a Bible study that's controlled by someone. The Bible study is controlled by God. Here's the problem, Shanita, is they'll get certain leaders and moderators in there, and these leaders will just take over and want to do everything. No, in a Bible study, let me tell you something. When you read scripture, everybody should read scripture. Either read it together in unison or go around and everyone should read a scripture. There should not be one person up there just reading scripture and everybody else just following along. Be careful about these corporate Bible studies. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Which is really a sad story. So in California, our neighbors were having home church and he had a pastoral background and the habit had been that every week he would give the message. And he said, you know, next week, everybody is going to share. So come prepared to share. Well, the next week they started the service and nobody shared. So they went home. Okay, let me say something. Let me rephrase what Shanita said. God spoke to this pastor, said, I want you to start letting people share now. So the next week, people came, no one shared, and then they went home. See, that's because they're mind-controlled by religion. See, everybody should share if God wants you to share, because God works through you. He works through me. The problem is, God will give us a, a, a word, and I, I was there, and sometimes I'm still there, folks. God will give us a word, and we go... Am I really supposed to say that? We start second-guessing God. Now, you need to discern through Scripture. But once you've done that, and it is scriptural, and you feel like it's from God, you need to tell people, because that's what God wants people to know. But when you shut off the spigot, you've shut off the Word of God. Right? This ministry... So David, I'm looking for a ministry I want to be a part of. Well, welcome. We are a ministry. We'd love to have you. And many of, many of you are a part. But instead of just being a spectator, could you be part of the ministry? Could you? We're not looking for superstars. We need people. We need people. We have a dearth. We, and let me tell you some of the things, and maybe God has given you this gift that you want to start using for God. We need prayer warriors. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in being part of our prayer team, I want you to email admin at davidhevener.tv. Admin at davidhevener.tv. Or you can call 844-806-0006. Prayer team. Spiritual think tank groups. This is where we get together once a week, once every couple of weeks. We're on the phone and we're spiritually think tanking on how... God can use this ministry to branch out and be more effective with Last Evangelist, uh, David Heavener Live, David Heavener TV. We need people that want to come together and think tank with us, spiritual think tankers. We need hands-on people with marketing, social media, editing, video editing, uh, sound editing, graphics, if you'd like to work on Last Evangelist. 
let us know. We don't have any paid positions, folks. We, do, we all do this without getting paid. But if you'd like to be part of this ministry, we're just like a church. We are a church. We're God's church. Please consider getting involved. If you'd like to work on the set of Last Evangelist, please consider getting involved. Let's go to Mark 16, 17, 19. We're going to wrap it up here. 17, 18, and 19. Mark 16, 17, 18, 19. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will be healed. Oh, David, is, is this a church that, um, you know, handles snakes? And, uh, you know, the more you get bit, the more holier get out of here. First of all, the only snakes we deal with are demons, and we cast them out. We don't pick up physical. You better never pick up a physical snake. Now, did, did it happen in Scripture? Did Paul, Paul have a snake that bit him and he was healed? yes. Could it be if you get bit by a snake, you'll be healed? Yes. But to go out and intentionally grab a snake, that's like going out seeking for looking for a demon. You're going to get your rear end whooped. These signs will accompany those who believe. Do you believe? Are you using your gift? Well, if you are, it will accompany you. And here's how you will stand the test. Folks, I ain't making this up. It's what Scripture says. I don't care if you're a singer. I don't care if you're an actor. I don't care if you're a dancer. I don't care if you're a mime. If you're doing it for God, using your talent for God, these things will follow you. When you walk into a room, they will follow you. You can't stop it. And what is it? You'll drive out demons. Speak in new tongues. Says pick up snakes with their hands. Well, that means if you run into demons, no, the, demons can't hurt you. As long as you understand you've got the power. You will place your hands on sick people. They will get well. In the name of Jesus. I experienced this with my mom. She was in the hospital. Had a massive stroke. Doctor said this... She's not going to make it another day. She's not going to make it another day. I started praying for her, and I told this story before. I started praying. And I started, God, please heal my mother, please. And God said, excuse me. Yeah. Why are you begging me? Begging you? I'm just asking. No, I, I never asked you to ask me to heal somebody. I, I told you, in the name of Jesus, command the healing, and it will be done. So I said, I command a healing over my mother in the name of Jesus. I command it. And she started getting better. Doctors couldn't believe it. They were shocked. Now, she got better for a month, but then she went on to be with the Lord because I believe during this time, God allowed her to heal enough where we could communicate with her, say certain things that needed to be said. I was able to hold my mother's hand during that 30-day period more than I ever held her hand in my life. I was able to tell her I loved her more than... Anytime I ever told her in my life, I said, I love you, Mom. God, 
allowed it 30 days of healing for me to heal and for my sisters to heal. But then when it was time, it didn't matter about commanding a healing anymore. When it was God's time, he said, David, I'm bringing her home. I'm bringing her home. See, see, even with someone that's going to go be with the Lord, you have the ability to command a healing in the name of Jesus if it's God's will. And it was God's will that my mother be healed for that period of time. He had a purpose and a place for that. But you have the ability to heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel. But let's go to verse 19. What do we do first? Mark 16, verse 19. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. The first thing we have to do, and I know this may seem elementary, my dear Watson, is let's make him our Lord. Let's make him first. Let's make him in every area of our life dictate, dominate, and tell us what we are to do in the face of ridicule, in the face of even condemnation by the world, in the face of censorship. Let's make him Lord. Let's stop saying it. Let's stop singing it. Let's start doing it. Abraham, you're 15. We need to get 15-year-olds, we need to get teenagers to start making him Lord. Don't you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Abraham says yes. Let's make him Lord by taking Christ out of that manger, taking him off the cross and putting him back where he belongs, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Verse 19 says, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up to heaven and he sat at the right hand of the Father. That's where Jesus is today. And that's where we need to honor him. Stop with this Easter egg stuff. Stop with this nonsense about the baby in a manger. We're going to pray this morning. We have prayer requests, Shanita. We're praying for the poor and homeless. We're praying for Mira, whose dream is to visit the USA. Okay. I want you to write down all those prayer requests. And we're going to go to the Lord with a song. Um, and this is a song that we've sang many times, but I want to sing it this morning after what God has been, the message God has brought to us through his scripture, by the way, through his scripture. He is Lord. And maybe you've sang this song many, many times, but this morning it's going to be a little bit different. As you say, Father, For the first time in my life, I'm making you Lord completely. That I don't care what people say. I don't care what the world does to me. I will follow you. I will stand on and for truth. And I will proclaim that you are Lord. 
answering that prayer right now. Maybe you're saying, David, I don't know my gift. God's given you that vision right now. He's planting that seed. God's looking for you. God needs you. God wants you. You're His child. Maybe you're saying, David, I've got family that doesn't know the Lord. And I pray for them. Because the Lord could come back any moment. And it would be all over. It would be too late. 
God's hearing your prayers right now. He's hearing your prayers. And Lord, we lift up every family member right now that's not saved. And we ask for a miracle of salvation. That you call in your lost sheep to the flock. salvation for our friends and our family. Saying, David, I need healing. I've been so sick. It's so hard for me to do what I need to do for God. I need a miracle. I need a healing right now in the name of Jesus. We're commanding that healing. We're thanking you, Lord, that your miraculous healing is happening right now so that we can give you the glory so people in the world will see that you are God and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord that Jesus Christ someone out there that's saying, David, my family needs to be restored. God, right now I'm asking for the miracle of, of a restoration within this family right now. Someone out there that's having financial difficulties, God, I'm asking, I'm asking for a financial miracle right now. That you will teach your children how to handle money. Saying, David, I don't know the Lord, but I want to. You say, Lord. I am a sinner. And I know that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I know that, God. I know that now. And I'm willing to follow Jesus all the days of my life. I repent. If that's you, welcome. Welcome to eternity, to the kingdom of God. God loves you. Say, David, I'm, I'm a backslider. I've, I'm not where God wants me to be. I don't know if God will take me back. I've been hiding in the dark corners with my addiction. Let me tell you something. God loves you. And God's waiting for you with open arms. And you bring Him that addiction. You bring Him the brokenness, the scars, the wounds. Bring it to Him. Give it to Him. Because that's what God does. Say, Lord, forgive me. I'm backslidden, but now I'm coming back to you. I'm sliding back into your arms. Yeah, you are Lord. Everybody sing it with me. Yes, you are Lord. You have risen from the dead, and you are Lord. Every knee shall. 
bow Every tongue confess That Jesus Christ is Lord That Jesus Christ is Lord and there, Sinead, I went and did it again. I started crying. Don't have any tissues. You gotta start learning to bring some tissues in when we come before God. We have a box of tissues, thank, thank God. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, thank you, Michelle, for the tissues. Has God touched you this morning? Has God um, spoken to you? He has me. Mm-hmm. Folks, listen to me. We can't take this lightly. God is God. He's the creator of everything. When he speaks and we hear, that means that we are his children. That is a great honor. We are ambassadors. Please, let's, let's eat a carpet on that, meaning let's bow on our face and repent and thank God for loving us. Thank God for being here. It's such a great honor to hear from God. We thank you, God, for being here. Uh, Shanita, we have a whole bunch of prayer requests. We prayed for people. And um, before we go, I want to give one more prayer uh, out there to uh, people. Do we have anybody that, uh, thank you, David. God bless you. Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, What kind of prayer requests do we have? Do we have any more? Feel free to email them in. Okay. So that our prayer warriors can get them. Okay, that, that is a good idea. Email us your prayer request at admin at davidheavener.tv. Okay. And Jamaica, we're praying for Jamaica today. That's Megan's okay. prayer request. And we can um, put, give you to our prayer warriors. Again, if you would like to be part of the ministry, um, it doesn't matter what your gift is, we welcome you. We That's welcome right. you, not as a spectator, but as a part of God's people, a part of the body. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and if you would like to be a prayer warrior or you would like to um, help us with the ministry, if you would like to be part of the think tank, if you would like to be a financial partner, uh, you can uh, do so by um, going to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Uh, you can call 844-806-0006 or you can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. And when you do that, we have all these gifts. Uh, we have the Last Evangelist DVD, I think I told you, and it's got uh, some band videos on it that were uh, banned. Um, and then we have the End Times Investigation DVD, eight hours of footage and all my interviews with uh, uh, people like L.A. Marzulli, Josh Peck, Elisa Haven, uh, uh, Michael Lake, and many, many more on all different subjects, uh, Antichrist, One World Government, End Times, Miracles, Illuminati, um, uh, Astral Projection, Program Multiples. And these are our books. This is the two new books that we have. Um, you might want to pick this up. This is Hollywood Mind Control and all about SRA. And this is how to use your true power in these last days. These are yours, the gifts. I want you to go to davidheavener.tv forward slash order. Um, or you can go to davehebner.tv forward slash give. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Don't forget about Last Evangelist. We're doing episode two. If you'd like to get involved, go to lastevangelist.com. And Sheena, the only way, I'm not going to studios, the only way we can, we're doing this is people donate. 
Okay, it's God's people. He said, go to my people, don't go to the studios. And that's what we did. You guys came through with episode one. Mm-hmm. And it's been so successful. And it's gonna, we're gonna release it soon to the public. Because right now you can only watch it on davidhevener.tv. We want to thank our supporters. We want to thank our supporters publicly. God bless you. We love you. But now we need help for episode two. Go to lastevangelist.com. Appreciate it. Also, don't forget davidhevener.tv. Go and become a subscriber if you haven't already. Um, We're going to be doing a lot more specials on there. A lot more um, exclusive programming. But go there and sign up right now. davidhevener.tv. Shanita, before uh, we sign off, is there anything? Yeah, Lena asked us to pray for an end to the evil in Ukraine. And Lynn says, pray for wisdom, discernment, strength, and courage to endure to the end. Okay, so Lynn wanted prayer for? Wisdom, wisdom? discernment, okay. strength, courage to endure to the end. Okay, and Ukraine. And who wanted prayer for the Ukraine? Lena. Lena? Okay, all right. We're going to pray for Lena, Ukraine. Okay, so everyone that uh, Shanita mentioned earlier, and also Lynn uh, and um, uh, Ukraine, um, uh, we're going to pray for the Ukraine because there's been a war going on over there, and there's a lot of satanic stuff happening. So we thank you, Father, that you are now with your people. All these prayer requests that have been given, we ask that you honor them, Lord. I ask that each and every person out there listening that you put a shield of protection around them, comfort, and give them wisdom. Give us all wisdom. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for giving us what you said you would, which is truth. And Father, I pray that we now have the ability, well, we have it, Lord, but I pray that we're now having the willingness, the tenacity, the boldness to go out and do your work. We are your ambassadors. We reconcile people to the kingdom, your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, Shanita, before we go, any last minute uh, comments? I'm just so thankful for all of our givers. Um, I love Jesus. I think he's the person who just gave, and we appreciate that. We want to welcome thank you. all the new TV subscribers this week, and I want to say thank you to my parents and to your family for hosting yesterday. Yeah. What a blessing <clears throat> it is to be able to get together with peace and not have strife, and we missed your mom very, very much, but it was just really yes. significant it- to be together. It was, and though for those of you out there that don't have family, or maybe you're astray from your family, we are your family. Yes. Let let us be your family. Can we? We are so could, grateful for you. Could we have that privilege? Um, we are with you. We love you. We pray for you, um, and we're also praying for restoration of your biological mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but meanwhile, we're your spiritual family. Mm-hmm. Okay, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, Lynn uh, says, I will pray for USA. My heart is with the US. Um, and we do pray for U- Ukraine, we do. And, uh, and we are praying um, all those prayer requests. We have them written down here. All right. Once again, um, if you wanna get in touch with us, uh, just uh, call
call 844-806-0006. And um, I love you guys. Just remember, we've got um, the Monday night show tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Who's our guest, Shanita? Do you know? I know we have guests. I know we have guests. And I thank very much our yeah. volunteers who coordinate our guest schedule. Helva, thank you, Helva. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, tune in and catch us. Uh, and uh, So don't forget, and live, davidhevener.tv, Friday nights, 7 p.m., all right? I love you guys. Just remember, you never really lived. You have never really lived till you found something, something so important, so significant that you're willing to die for it. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus Christ. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he is Lord. All right. Love you guys. God bless you.